0: Thank you, Sean, Richard, and the band for leading us uh, in our Thanksgiving today. And uh, that reading that Sean just brought to us from Deuteronomy uh, expresses in that last verse the Thanksgiving that I'm sure that we're all feeling today on this Thanksgiving day. The children of Israel had spent 38 years wandering around uh, the Sinai Desert. Now they'd come to uh, Esau's uh, land, uh, Seah, as Sean read to us. And uh, for the next two years, they're going to be walking through what we know now as Jordan. And uh, some of Moses' last instructions to the people as they approach the Promised Land is to give thanks. I love that verse. Spelt out so clearly, the Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hands. He's watched over your journey through this vast desert these 40 years. The Lord your God has been with you and you have not lacked anything the apostle uh, paul said i have learned that in everything to be content i wonder if you could say that today in your hearts i'm not asking you to say that loud but uh, uh, for me learning contentment is an ongoing lesson i would have to say i am being taught be content. Maybe you could agree with that. The Apostle Paul said that in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Whatever we're going through, he says we need to learn to give thanks. We need to learn to be thankful. I was uh, visiting a a home a while ago and uh, they had a toddler there And the parents were trying to teach it to say thank you. And uh, they were trying to offer it a sweet. And uh, mum was saying, say thank you. The baby toddler shook its head, uh, determined not to. (laughs) If you don't say thank you, you won't get. No thank you. And so mum put the sweets away. (laughs) We have to learn to give thanks. Today, I want to encourage you to give thanks to God for all of His goodness to us. This verse, I wonder if behind your Mass, you could read it with me. Let's emphasize it. The Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hands. He has watched over your journey through this vast desert, these 40 years. The Lord your God has been with you and you have not lacked anything. Now some of us would want to change the 40 years. (laughs) It's been a lot longer for some of us. But God is good all the time, whatever our age. And I want to work through that text very simply today and to encourage you to give thanks for lots of things that God has in His wisdom provided. That very first phrase, the Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hands, that speaks to us of the providence of God. So I want to encourage you to say, thank you Lord for your providence. That word providence means that God is sovereignly reigning over all the events of life. Now we're not free from trial and testing. (laughs) My goodness me, what a last couple of years we've all had to live through. And some of us have seen loved ones suffer more than most. My own daughter... And son-in-law were this week diagnosed with COVID. I haven't seen them (laughs) this week. So uh, we've kept our distance. But so many people have been affected. And we are reminded in Romans 8.28 that all things, all things work together for good to them that love God, to those that are called according to His purpose. I mean what paul is wanting us to affirm there is that we believe that god is a, a providential god and whatever he allows he can use it for our good and his glory that's enough to make even the presbyterian say hallelujah isn't it and thank you lord thank you lord for your providence and the next phrase he has watched over you thank god For his perception. God knows everything. He's the omniscient one. Which means he knows everything. And he's wise in the application of all that he knows. You know of course that God cannot learn. But don't feel sorry for him. The reason God can't learn is because he knows it already. And what is more God never sleeps. He's aware of everything day and night. in light light and darkness, it was on the 27th of January, 1955, that I asked the Lord Jesus to come into my life to be my Savior. And all those years since 1955, He's been watching out for me. And God is watching out for you as well. Even when I failed Him, even when we fail Him, He's on our side and He's looking out for us. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. This is the truth. This is good news. God knows the worst about us. And he loves us just the same. Isn't that wonderful? Thank you, Lord, for your perception. I love Psalm 139. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and you know when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You're familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind before you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. And Jesus reminded us that your heavenly Father knows what you need. Wasn't that a remarkable thing that Jesus said? Even the hairs on your head are numbered. That is the extent of God's knowledge of his perception. We can't lose a hair without him knowing about it. Thank you, Lord, for your providence. Thank you, Lord, for your perception. I hope you're saying, at least inside, thank you, Lord. And what's the next phrase in this lovely verse? He has watched over your journey. Thank you, Lord, for your plan. They didn't have satnav wandering around the uh, Sinai desert, nor up into uh, Jordan as we know it today. But God did have a journey plan for them. And He wanted them to keep en route, and He wants us to keep on route, one step at a time. The psalmist in Psalms 32 said, I will instruct you and teach you in all the way that you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. Do not be like the horse or the mule which uh, have no understanding but must be controlled by bit and bridle or they will not come to you. Are you a bit like that? The Lord knows the plan that He has for you. But we're not always willing to cooperate with Him. Psalm 37 assures us, The steps of a good man or woman are guided by the Lord. Though he stumble, he will not fall. For the Lord upholds him with his hand. The steps. One step at a time. And sometimes it's not a step, it's a stop. How frustrating it can be. When we want to go on and God says, stop there. Or when we want to uh, hold back and he says, I want you to move on. But God knows what is best. Thank you, Lord, for your plan. I still... An old man though I am, I'm still excited by the fact that God has a plan and purpose for my life. I hope you are too. Because no matter how old we are, God's still got something for us to do. He's still got a plan and a purpose. I want to encourage you to say thank God for the plan that He has for your life. But not only a plan. I mentioned a purpose. He has watched over your journey through this vast desert. What on earth was God's purpose for the children of Israel spending the best part of 40 years wandering around the desert, going around in circles? Well, He tells them in Deuteronomy chapter 8, Moses writes this. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the desert these 40 years. And He tells us why. To humble you. To test you. In order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep His commands, He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your fathers had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but in every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. That period in the desert was a time of chastening, disciplining. We don't like being disciplined at any age, do we? But chastening, discipline is part of our Christian life. The word disciple and discipline have the same root. As followers in the way of our Lord Jesus Christ, He sometimes allows us to go through desert experiences. Many have known such desert experiences during the past two years. Some people haven't been out and still haven't been out for the best part of two years Some older people are afraid of going, thank you for being here today. But some still haven't got back to church yet because they're afraid of meeting with people. And it's been like a desert experience for them. But on this harvest Thanksgiving, if you're watching at home and you're one of those, I want to encourage you to thank God today for His plan and purpose. There's been a purpose. I don't understand what it is. There's a plan and a purpose in what we're going through at the moment. So in your heart, say, thank you, Lord. For your providence, for your perception, for your plan and purpose. And then we come to that phrase, these 40 years. Thank you, Lord, for your patience. (laughs) How patient the Lord has been with us. In Acts 13, verse 18, we have a commentary on this period of these 40 years. And this is what Luke writes about that time. He endured their bad manners for about 40 years in the desert. They were rebellious people, weren't they? 40 years. They didn't like the way that God was leading them. They didn't like the way that God was providing for them. (laughs) But are we any better? I thank God for His patience with me. You know, I failed badly once a long time ago, many years ago. And when news was out, I wanted to go and see my (laughs) mum. I wanted a hug from my mum. I was a grown man, but I needed a hug. And when I went to see her, she got hold of my shoulders. And she looked me straight in the eye. And she said, John... When will you learn to do what you're told? (laughs) She still loved me. (laughs) She's in the glory now. I'd like a hug from my (laughs) mum, Still. But thank God we have a loving Heavenly Father. And thank God He has given to us the gift of the Holy Spirit to make God real to us. I've known what it is to have a coach from a loving Heavenly Father. When you meet with Him and you read His Word, you can feel sometimes His drawing that close to you. And if ever you doubt that God loves you when you're going through a tough time, look away to Calvary. Look away to the cross. God demonstrated His love for us in the while we yet sinners. Christ died for us. Thank you, Lord, for your patience. Thank you for your loving perseverance that took you all the way to Calvary and beyond. And because of that, all of our sins were taken. And He's removed our sins from us as far as the east is from the west, as far as far can be. That's the loving Heavenly Father. Today on this harvest Thanksgiving, we're thanking God for His goodness to us in so many ways. I love the next phrase these 40 years the Lord your God has been with you and he's with us still thank you Lord for your presence (laughs) those children of Israel were led by a pillar of cloud by day and fire by night what a picture of the presence of God the Holy Spirit with us today do you know these Pastor, 40 years or more, not a day has passed without my quoting Hebrews thirteen five b and 6. I remind myself every morning, God has said, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. That's why we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper, I shall not be afraid. What can man do to me? That means when I'm glad and sad and bad and mad, God is with us. He's with us today. He's with you. Can you say with me, thank you, Lord, for your presence? Go on. Thank you, Lord, for your presence. And if you don't know that he's with you, then ask him to come into your life And ask Him to fill you with His glorious Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that makes His presence a reality to us. Not only remind myself every day that God is with me, but every day I drink deeply of the Spirit of God that I might know as a reality the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Because Calvary was a finality, Pentecost can be a reality. And this day of Thanksgiving, if you're finding hard to give thanks, what we need is the spirit of thanksgiving. We need the Holy Spirit to come and fill us again to make us truly thankful. And finally, and you have not lacked anything these forty years. Well, forty years, forty is a number in the Bible. It can mean 40 literal years, but it can also mean for a long period of time. In my 79th year, (laughs) trying to pretend I'm younger than I am, (laughs) in my 79th year, I can look back over all of these years and say, Lord, I've lacked nothing. God is good. On this Thanksgiving day, thank God for all the provision Thank God He's given us the gift of life. And with life, He's given us all that we need to make it worth living family and friends, food and shelter. And He's given us a Savior in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We can say, with us, and we've lacked nothing. That passage in Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 4 that I mentioned earlier. <laughs> this was the testimony. Of those children of Israel. Your clothes did not wear out and your feet did not swell these 40 years. I was in a service on one occasion when that passage was being read and the reader made a mistake and said, Our feet did not smell. (laughs) It doesn't say that. (laughs) But their feet, high blood pressure can make your ankles and feet swell. But for 40 years, they didn't know that experience. What a wonderful provision. And as God has given to us, so He wants us to give to others. And that's why we've been reminded today the various ways in which we can respond to the the gracious generosity of God by giving back. Making our world a, a fairer place to be. Thank you, Sean, for leading us and reminding us right at the very beginning of the service. one of the implications of harvest thanksgiving is that we not only say thank you Lord, but we generously give. As we have received, so we give. That's a biblical principle, first to last. And Jesus had 5,000 people with five loaves and two fishes. Oh, I believe it, you know. He fed 5,000 people, men plus women and children, and five loaves and two fishes. It was nothing to Him. God is... Good. He can take the little that we have. When we give it back to him, that boy gave the little that he had and God multiplied it. Give what you have and let God multiply it to meet the needs of the hungry today and the thirsty. It's amazing to think that there are still places in the world that can't go to a tap and get water. Water aid does that. I love the testimony of the 12 apostles when Jesus sent them out Without a change of clothing, without nothing in their pocket. And when they came back, Jesus asked them, Well, did you lack anything? And in unison they said, We lacked nothing. Isn't that our testimony? We lacked nothing. The King of love, my shepherd is, whose goodness faileth never never. I nothing lack if I am his and he is mine forever. I want to encourage you, my friends, to take this verse home with you and meditate on it. And you'll see there is everything that we need. God has provided. And the greatest thing that we need is a Savior. And Jesus is that Savior. He wants to be the Savior of all. He's our great treasure store. And in Him we lack nothing. So thank you, Lord, for your providence for your perception, for your plan, your purpose, your patience, your presence and your provision. Well, thank you, Lord, for everything. Amen.